superhero landing. Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Chuck. And uh, we have a hellish episode today that we've uh, we put a lot of work into. But before we actually get into that, we have some business to take care of. And that is to plug. We usually save our plugs for the end, Chuck. Yes. Uh, but we're going to plug our first Comic-Con appearance of 2019. Yes. Because Chuck, myself, Tom Binks, Alana, AG Cosplay, if you're following on Instagram, um, the whole Active Geek team uh, is going to be invading the Greater Oaks Convention Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania for the Philadelphia Comic-Con, a.k.a. the Great Philadelphia Comic-Con. They post it as the largest Comic-Con in Philadelphia. Yeah. And it has free parking, which is fantastic. They got a lot of parking. It's great. It's, uh, you know, we've been there for, this is our fifth year. Is it really? Yeah, because four years ago, you happened to hit me with the time hop a couple days ago where you were dominating the Quidditch field yes. at the New Jersey Geek Fest. That was the same day that you, myself, and Chelsea attended our first okay. Great Philadelphia Comic Con. We met the Alan Taylor, or uh, remember the, the Green Lantern? That year, we didn't meet him. Oh, he was yes. the cosplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we got our nice little picture with the in the background of the Power Rangers meetup, which was pretty cool. Uh, check our Instagram; I think it's there. But this year, we're covering as press for the second year in a row, and uh, we absolutely love it. If I don't go to any more comic cons in Philadelphia other than this one, uh, I'll be content. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, not only because they have great guests, great artists, uh, great panels, but they really have just uh, the environment is fan friendly. Uh, the cosplay equals consent uh, movement is strong there, and the prices are uh, very affordable. And they have a lot of vendors. Yeah. A uh, lot of – Different kind of yeah. vendors, which is great. But so let's just talk about a couple of guests that are going to be there, and uh, we're going to be there, obviously, yep. on uh, April 12th, 13th, and 14th. That's a Friday through Sunday. So if you're in the Philadelphia area, come and see us. But see these people, uh, more importantly, because we're going for free, and you have to pay for these people, and – they need they need to make some money, right? So we have uh, from iZombie, uh, Rose McIver, Malcolm Goodwin. Yes. Uh, they have the cast of The Expanse. It seems like everybody from The Expanse is going to be there. Nick Frost, Anson Mount, Jack Gleason, uh, who was Joffrey in Game of Thrones, uh, Lee Merriweather, Worf, Michael Dorn. The voice cast of Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes, and Red Dead Redemption 1. That's a tongue twister. And Alice Cooper. Yeah. That, I mean, that's some of their guests. That's the They have a pretty solid guest list. But those are just a few of the guests that are going to be there. There's tons of artists. I know last year, um, if you listened to us and Galaxy Wars, J.K. Woodward was there, uh, and we interviewed him from the Star Wars, or Star Trek uh, comic franchise. But there's going to be a lot of people there. Cosplays on point there. You know, Eric the Smoke Moran is going to be there, one of the, the biggest Philadelphia cosplayers. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a great time. So if you like any of those guests, just go to philadelphiacomiccon.com, pick up your tickets, and look for us. I'm at, you know, I don't cosplay. You don't cosplay. AG cosplays. Yes. Uh, AG cosplay on Instagram. I'm gonna, you know how like cosplayers give like their lineup for yeah. the con weekend. I'm gonna do the lineup of my shirts. <laughs> and uh, I have two on the way, and hopefully they're gonna be here by then. And I'll be very excited. So I'll post it on our Instagram, the Active Geek, and you can try and find me. And uh, if you're there on Friday, you'll just find me. If you're there on Saturday and Sunday, you'll find Chuck. And if you're just Saturday, you'll find me, Chuck, and Tom. And Binks, and possibly my wife. Who who the hell knows? Another member of the Geek team, the the the, pa- the matriarch of the the team, right? The one that allows me to record in the extra bedroom of the house. But Chuck, we have a lot to talk about today because we are previewing an upcoming movie um, for, based on a character from Dark Horse Comics, and we are talking about Anung Unrama, and upon his brow is set a crown of flames, aka World Destroyer. 
aka Great Beast. There's a lot of AKAs. AKA Beast of the Apocalypse, aka Right Hand of Doom, aka Son of the Fallen, aka Brother Red, aka Red, aka Man Beast, aka Main, and most commonly known as Hellboy. Uh, Hellboy is a well-meaning half-demon, or as it's known in lore, uh, Cambion. It's when a succubus has a baby with a human, which yeah. is, yeah, get ready for that. Who was summoned to Earth from Hell by Nazi occultists to fight beside them, but was later discovered by the Allied forces and began working with the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense, or BPRD, under the eye of Professor Trevor Brutenholm. Now, Hellboy first appeared as a prototype on the cover of Dime Press Number no. 4 in March of 1993, then later had his first full appearance in black and white in San Diego Comic-Con Comics Number no. 2, and finally appeared in full color in a regularly published title, Next Men Number no. 21, in December of 1993, and was created by Mike Mignola, who was also credited for creating the entire BPRD universe. Uh, Baltimore, Joe Gollum, the amazing screw on head from Dark Horse Comics. Yeah, read? I know who that is. You li- you read them? No, I know of them. It's a fantastic name. Yeah. Fantastic concept. And has worked on such films as Bram Stoker's Dracula, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Blade 2, Hellboy 2004, Hellboy and the Golden Army, and the upcoming reboot of Hellboy. And Mignola has also worked for Marvel Comics with titles ranging from Daredevil, Power Man and the Iron Fist, The Hulk, Alpha Flight, and Rocket Raccoon as well as spending time at DC on such titles as The Phantom Stranger, World of Krypton, and one of our favorites, Gotham by Gaslight. He's the brain behind that. So, Chuck, going with all those AKAs, I love doing the AKAs. For some reason, we did it with Captain Marvel. We did it with um, Daenerys Targaryen. She has the most, I think, at this point, or at least the longest (laughs) ones. How familiar are you with Hellboy? Until 2004, I wasn't very familiar with Hellboy at all. Um, until the movie came out, and then I kind of did some research and looked into it and read some online stuff. But until 2004, I didn't know anything about Hellboy. Yeah, it's fair to say, like, this is the thing I love about us in general, because we can be honest about things. Uh, I didn't know Dark Horse Comics um, in the 90s, because I was, you know, it was back then, it was animated Batman series, X-Men 92 like, these are all, like, the series that I was watching. So I was exposed to DC and Marvel through those yep. mediums. And 93, I was only, Jesus, let's do math. I was six. I was six years old. I was I could, 11. Yeah, I could barely read at six. Especially not Hellboy. I definitely <laughs> couldn't read Hellboy. So at that time, I didn't know about Hellboy. I don't think my mom would have let me read a comic called Hellboy. And then 2004 came, and it was like, oh, wait, this character is awesome. This character looks kind of creepy and scary and fun and violent. Let me get on to it. So once 2004 came, I watched the movies. Um, I still wasn't deep in the comics. But once I got back in the comics, I gravitated towards that. You know me. I like the the other major companies like Image and Valiant and stuff like that too. So I went back and read them. Have you ever read any Hellboy comics to date? I've read some online stuff, but I've never owned any Hellboy comics. Yes. Because, you know, like you were saying, when Hellboy came out, I was 11. Yeah. I wasn't really the target age. And when I got old enough to read it, I wasn't really reading comics. Yeah. Same here. You're, you're like me. Yeah. Um, with the comics now, like I'm current on his current run. I think there's like 12 or 14 issues. I'm reading that. And like doing the research, I went back and read the the stories that this movie is going to be loosely adapted mm-hmm. from. Because uh, Nimuse or Nim- uh, the Blood Queen is going to be in it. So, you know, I, I'm reading Hellboy. Past, haven't read Hellboy. Yeah. Currently reading Hellboy. But the thing about Hellboy is like the story, like and the character speaks to the the world that I love right mm-hmm. now. And like currently, like if it were like 
I'm watching the second part of Chilling Tales, uh, Tales of Sabrina, right? And Hellboy, if this wasn't like, if, if it weren't like an archy sex-driven world, yeah, Hellboy would fit in there. Definitely. Like, honestly, I would love to see Hellboy invade Greendale. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Could you imagine that? And just kill every, almost kill everybody. But like, it's just one of those things, like that character, the occult stuff, the darkness, the demons, it's very Constantine-like for me. Like, Hellboy, Constantine crossover would be super dope. Oh, it would fit. Yeah, but you know, dark. I don't think Dark Horse uh, crosses over with uh, DC anymore. Um, I don't know. Or maybe they do like Predator Batman. I know they did Predator Archie. <laughs> yeah, man, read that. That's absolutely crazy. But the background of Hellboy is really cool. So I got a little bit on the background. He was born October fifth, sixteen seventeen, to a dying woman named Sarah Hughes, who was a witch who gained her powers uh, from being a consort of the demon Azazel or Azale. A Duke of Hell and the Hellboy and Hellboy's father. And during his final minute, her final minutes on Earth, Sarah attempted to repent, and Azel burned her away so that her child would be born a product of Hell. He chopped off the child's right hand and replaced it with the right hand of Doom, a relic to the Ogdru Jihad, the Dragon of the Revelation, and are destined to bring the end of the world. And now, through the maturity and the guidance of Brutenholm, Hellboy has regained his powers of superhuman strength, endurance, accelerated healing longevity extensive knowledge of the supernatural and the right hand of doom which serves as a key to the end of the world innate capability to comprehend magic and the immunity to fire and lightning and as far as his world goes it's our world just with a ton of magic and comics so in terms of that where do you stand with the character of hellboy and the world of hellboy i really love the idea of the character and his origin and i've always liked Stories, and I'm not going to say I like this stuff, stories about paranormal and the occult. Yeah. And, you know, even movies, too, because, like, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. involved the occult. I love that you bring Indiana Jones into this. Like, <laughs> you find a way to pigeonhole Indiana Jones into it. Yeah, well. I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. They have uh, Satan in it. Well, no, they, it was the Nazis and the occult. I gotcha. And Is that, you think that's a precursor to Hellboy? <gasps> Could you imagine if that's, like... The Harrison Ford's indie is fucking the guy who found it, like the early Trevor Brutenholm. Yeah, we need to write some fan fiction. I think that's out there. Oh. If it's not out there now, it can be. <laughs> I'm writing it in my head. And but, it's erotic, I'm telling you that for sure. <laughs> but I've, o- I've always liked stories that um, focus on the paranormal and the occult. Yeah. And, you know, to include that into the Hellboy origin is really cool. Mm-hmm. And... Just, I, I like the supernatural. So, like, anything involved in that is really cool. Could you just imagine, like, if there weren't any occult supernatural stuff and this guy's character was named Hellboy? Like, how the hell would that work? Like, give him Hellboy, and it's just a guy in, like, a flame leotard trying to fight people? From New York City. Yeah, it's the guy I saw with the flaming pumpkin on the corner, I'm telling you, man. Like, you have to go, with the character like this, the look like this, uh, you have to go deep. And they, you know, Mignola looked like he kind of went pretty deep into the the lore of the occult and you know demons and gods because you know he's looking at you know Isaiah and you know the gods and you know uh, the blood queen is not a comic book character that's a character from mythology so the world of hellboy is very ex- extensively researched and it's intelligent like you don't think like you said it's research it's yeah. not just stuff he made up he he went and found these stories and kind of twisted them to fit into the Hellboy lore. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of look at it from a perspective of, you know, I take Brian Michael Bendis, for example. Yeah. Um, 
he has so many titles right now. He's writing Superman and all the Wonder Comics and all of his Jinx World stuff. That's a lot of stuff that you could eventually spread yourself thin with. And the stories can kind of teeter off, which to his credit, they are not. I've read a lot, pretty much all of his series that are out right now besides Action Comics. And they don't they don't drift away. They they really tell good stories. It's very good. But with Mignola, he really only works on Hellboy. Yeah. At this point. Like that's his baby. That's what it's kinda like with McFarlane and Spawn. Like you can create this world. You can take all your time as opposed to like, all right, I have to write Hellboy 14. Then I have to go do the Scarlet Spider. And then I have to go do Alpha Flight. I have mm-hmm. to work on JLD and JLO. And you're like, whoa, you know, where do I want to go? And some of those tropes kind of bleed in. And like where Hellboy's more of a mature read, you would kind of use like jinkies. And like Hellboy doesn't say jinkies. Like mm-hmm. you could kind of like the world can become a little blotty. Yeah. And with Magnolia, like he created this world that – it's our world. It's kind of like if we were living in an alternate dimension. Like, we're living in a world where hell's on Earth, and we have demons, and we have essentially the X-Files and the Justice League coming together, and they go out there and they battle these demons. So, like, and the whole thing about it is he's really created, like you said, a smart world, but he's also created a world that is fun. Yeah. And, like, if you're in New York, you just, like, anybody on the street corner in New York could be a succubus. You know, they're always asking for money. So they are trying to suck you dry. And you, you never you never know what the world could be like and the way that Magnola and his team has have kind of created and painted this this picture. It's and, you know, it's right up my alley. I like the occult stuff. I like the dark magic, the satanic stuff. I'm a big fan of all that stuff and uh this is my this is my read and I'm very excited for this movie, but we need to talk about the BPRD uh which I mess up all the time and call it the BRPD. Uh, but based out of New Jersey, the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense functions as the main go-to to combat any paranormal phenom, uh, phenomenon. Essentially, it's uh, in my mind, it's Shield and the Justice League Dark coming together and uh, fighting the the beasts of hell and whatever, what have you. Um, I'm currently looking for a job uh, based out of New Jersey. I could probably apply there. And why haven't I found that on Indeed? What are your thoughts on the BPRD? I mean, again, a team to fight the occult paranormal supernatural is cool and the best thing about it is they use people with those paranormal and supernatural abilities to yeah. fight evil yeah it's like shield taking in the x-men it, and saying going out there and yeah if shield had the justice league dark i used the both power both uh allied powers of comics and uh if like if shield if colson recruited constantine and you know Mambat and swamp thing and those and came in and said you know, we got to fight a succubus or an incubus. And it's not, you know, uh, Brandon Boyd. Like, they're yeah. not singing Drive on the Corner. Like, you have to really just go out there and this guy's turning people into werewolves. Like, it's a, it's really cool. Like, BPRD could actually be a series. Yeah. And why it hasn't even been discussed as a series blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, I heard there was rumors that they were trying to make it a movie. I think but... it, it works better as a series. Yeah. You can get does. Doug Jones as Ape Sapien back. You can. Uh, I know you can't get Selma Blair because she's battling. Um, what she have? Uh, MS. Yeah. yeah. So she can't. She can't be out in there doing the Sherman work. But you could bring in these characters and actually do a, B, a BPRD series instead of just like okay, well we got Lobster Johnson. Let's do a, a movie on him, and let's do a movie on you know Ben Diamo, and let's do a movie on Hellboy and Ape Sapien. Like, don't try and. Don't turn this into a universe if it doesn't have to be right now. Like, it doesn't have to be a cinematic universe where you're just trying to spin off out of Hellboy. Mm -hmm. Make a good Hellboy movie. And if you want to do BPRD, do BPRD. 
There are so many acronym shows. This will work. Yeah. Like CSI, BPRD. And there you go. It's like it could be New Jersey, BPRD. But I think in the comics, or in the movie at least, it's going to take place in Colorado. Well, in the comics, originally it was Colorado. Maybe the movie's New Jersey. The movie, when they made the 2004 movie, it was set in New Jersey. Okay. But maybe, maybe the original maybe, comics of Colorado. Yeah, maybe I got it wrong. Uh, who knows? And this one, I it doesn't look like they're in American soil at all. No, I think they're in a, they're, I think there's a shot of New York. Is there? Yeah, but I think a lot of it takes place in um, England. Yeah. Because that's, you know, you got your English sorceress. But Trevor Brutenholm um, is American. Is he? In the comics, he's American, I believe. Because this is it started out in America. They just came over to, to England and found Hellboy on, uh, I believe, October 5th. Not 16th, 17th, but they found him on October yeah. 5th, probably in the 90s or whatever. And they were like, oh, you, look at this little man. Like, and what father of the year is Aziel? Out there cutting his kid's hand off? Yeah. Like burning his wife away, like oh, Rubenhall was the father of the. Year. Oh, absolutely. He, t- I Takes mean, in a- honestly, who 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 does that? Who sees a one-handed devil child and said, "I'll raise that as my kid." And, you know, you got your little garbage pail kid family, and like they raise him like a real little, like a little boy. And the best part was like in um, the Golden Army movie. Yeah, the very beginning, they show him. He's like watching Howie Howdy Doody. Yeah, like, could you imagine that this is like. This is what your life is like. We know, like Angie and Brad, they went over to what Ghana and they adopted those kids. Like this guy goes to England and brings back the spawn of a de- demon. Yeah, man. If only, if only I had that opportunity, I get spawn of the demon cats. But man, if I could find a little red red child with a fucking hand of doom, you know, just punching the hole through the world. Oh man, I would do it. So let's go to the movie. It was announced around 2017. That we were going to get a Hellboy reboot, probably late, early 2017, but we were getting it. It shot pretty, yeah. shot pretty quickly. Yeah, it did. Um, it was supposed to come out in January, which is crazy, and it got pushed back, probably for a good reason. But man, did it get pushed back to a very congested time slot? Yes. Uh, you know, it's Shazam's out now, Pet Cemetery's out now. You got Hellboy, then you got Avengers, and uh, thank God it didn't come out in May because nobody would have seen this movie. Yeah. Because Avengers is going to take a lot of time up as far as yep. the theater goes. But when we when it was announced that there was going to be a Hellboy reboot, what did you think? I wasn't really thrilled about it because I love what Del Toro did with the first two movies. I wanted a third one that was rumored for years. Yeah, we'll talk about that later with uh, with the Ron Perlman it's questions I have for us. But, you know, and then when they said that Mike Mignola was going to do the script with Andrew Crosby and take full writing credits it was like all right and then they kind of just like their plan wasn't anything to do with del toro yeah because it was originally supposed to be a sequel to Mm -hmm. golden army yeah it was supposed to be hellboy 3 yeah Uh, like the end of worlds or something yeah and then they were just like ah we're you know um del toro and probably because like maybe they wanted to save some money on budget yeah because del i mean they announced it right after he wins for Shape of Water. Yeah. And he won Best Director. So, like, you come to a world where, like, he won Best Picture, Best Director. His stock is going to rise. That's why he didn't do Pacific Rim, Dude. which is probably a good decision. He produced on, it, but yeah. he didn't direct it. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. Eva Longoria produced John Wick. Yeah. But she wasn't heavily involved. But, like, he his price, his stock probably rose through the roof. And then they were like, okay, you know, do we want to... Give him twenty five million dollars to direct yeah. this, or get a director, pay him fifteen, and save some money and put some into the budget, yeah. or get a director and pay him five. Yeah, you know, and I think this is what Summit is putting this out, and, uh, and Millennium Picture. Yeah, we really like, do. They have the money to afford 
Del Toro. Del Toro at this point. Probably not. What's his next movie? That's the movie with uh, what's it? Merlin, with Disney, right? Or that's Ridley Scott. He's doing a Disney movie. Yeah. I so think... Disney, he's got the money for. He's got Del Toro money now. He's got that Disney money. But then you know, when they decided to say, "Hey, you know, we're not going to have him," they went to Ron Perlman. He was like, "I ain't doing it." Yeah, because he was like he was heavily like influenced. Like he he wants to work with Del Toro. Yep. That's the that's a team. Like and that's a good team of people. It is Del Toro, Perlman, you know, Doug Jones. That's a great team. Selma Blair was great in it too. They they had a she very was. a very very good cast. You know, John Hurt was in it. They had a really good cast. And uh, I don't know why it didn't happen, but I you know the studio heads get in there and be like, okay. 2000 what 2004 yes 14 years ago 15 years ago now um maybe the kids that were that are 15 that were trying to target 15 16 they never saw that so now we need to reintroduce the character so it's very hard to do a movie almost 11 years later it and say like okay go back and watch these it's gonna be it's gonna be tough like bill and ted yeah that's essentially a brand new franchise to today's youth to say like oh you guys like john wick uh, here's another guy that's done movies I with mean, him. So, it's gonna be what thirty something years later. Yeah, yeah, it's almost it's almost older than I am. Yeah, which is crazy. And that's the thing. Like you, it's very hard to reintroduce these properties without a reboot. So I kind of get it. And Mignola did like all the rewrites on this too. Yeah, like I think that's why it got pushed three months later because there were re- extensive yeah. rewrites. He heavily was involved. Like he was involved in the first two, but I mean, this is like he's heavily involved with this one. Yeah, I think this is his baby. And. You know, once they decided that Del Toro and um, Perlman was out, they were like, we're going to make this rated R. Yeah, which is great. Um, I think Hellboy has to be a rated R movie. Uh, I don't know why the Perlman-Del Toro joints weren't rated R. I guess it was just more of a cash grab. And there hadn't been rated R superhero movies besides Blade, which Mm -hmm. Mignola worked on, which is ironic. Um, Having Mignola on it. In my mind, is a kind of like a good and a bad thing mm-hmm. because it's good because he knows the character. It's bad in the sense that he may overanalyze the character and be like, "That's not how I envision it." And some of the stuff that might be in his head, he might not be able to, you know, translate on yep. screen. And like, you think about it, he's worked on films, which is great. Yeah. So he has that film background, so he's a little more experienced than uh, somebody who is going to take their first movie to direct is their baby, like Top McFarlane. I knew that's where you were going. And I like Todd McFarlane. I, I love his artwork. I love the worlds that he's created. He's huge. He's Mount Rushmore of comics. Yep. Uh, I am pulling for him with Spawn. But I don't know if it's going to be the Spawn that we want. Yeah. Or if it's going to be Valerian, where it's a passion project like Luke Besson did. And it was not translated. Like, it was visually beautiful, but it lacked a lot of things. And, like, that's the thing, like, I know about Todd McFarlane is he is fantastic with visuals. Like, he just put out a, a comic cover for Spawn. I don't even read Spawn comics, but this cover was so fucking dope. It was Spawn with the severed head of the clown. Yeah. I and it that. was like dripping green blood. It was awesome. I almost bought it because just for that reason. I think I'm going to go back to Crossroads and get it because it's amazing. It's like that comic and just – I don't even know what the fuck the story is about. That comic cover was dope. And that's the world that Todd McFarlane lives in. So I'm hoping Mignola – with his experience, says, you know what? I understand the limitations that I have. Let's make this work. And, the, you know, based on the footage, it kind of works. Yeah, it it definitely looks more geared towards what the comics was. Yeah. Now, when they announced the, the, the reboot, were there characters that, you know, initially you wanted in there that may have not been talked about? Or did you just think it was going to be Hellboy, 
Ape Sapien and the rest. Well, I, I really want to Ape Sapien. Yeah. Because I thought that Doug Jones did a great job. And I just love the character itself. Doug Jones might be one of the most underrated actors yep. of our time. Like, character actor. He's he's on Andy Serkis level. And it's like, in the first Hellboy in 2004, he didn't do the voice. No. It was... Uh, it's probably Peter Serafinowicz. No, it was a guy from Frasier, um, something Hayden Pierce. Oh, David Hayden Pierce. David Hayden Pierce. Miles. Yes. What if it would have been Peter Serafinowicz who just does, like, voices for iconic characters? Yeah. You know, he was, uh, I think, it was rumored that he was, uh, he wanted to do the voice of Maul in Solo. Yes. And they just, they were like, nah. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're just going to go Ray Park. Yeah, Ray Park's cheaper. <laughs> He's already doing it. So. Yeah, right. He's still doing No, that. he didn't do the voice. No, somebody else did. It was. Um, Ron Howard's cousin. No, the the guy who is in Supergirl, he playing Lockwood. Oh yeah, um, uh, Sam Witwer. Yep. Yeah, whatever. Because he did it in the um the animated series. Animated. Yeah, yeah that's what he's big for. Is, is the the mall. Well, voice. he was, uh, the Force Unleashed video game. Mm-hmm. That's him. Yeah, he plays Starkiller. Yes, yeah, doing him doing his thing. Yeah. All right, moving away. Let's anyway, go. We're, you're drifting more <laughs> in towards you know May Fourth is coming. I know we yes. can get to Star Wars then. Um. But doing research before the movie came out and like just knowing, uh, I always liked the uh, character Roger the Homunculus. The hum- Homunculus? Yeah, something yeah. like that. I can't. Man, see. you are you're great at butchering names. Let's say Roger. That would have been your, like, if that's your superpower, you would just butcher names yeah. and you would send everybody to alternate timelines. You'd be like <laughs> the time butcher. That would have been your superpower if you were a villain. So you want the Homunculus. Yes. That's, that's cool. Uh, I, he was on my list as well. His look is really neat. Yeah, you know, initially it was just like, you you know me. You know where I stand. Just based on the name alone, I wanted Lobster Johnson. Yes. Uh, and he, at the moment, he wasn't like, he hasn't been hyped up. He wasn't talked about. Unless you go to IMDb, you you know that Lobster Johnson is part of the yes. movie. First of all, greatest fucking name ever. Lobster name. Johnson. Uh, but I, again, I wanted, you know, I wanted a continuation of that story. I wanted Abe Sapien. And there's a, there's something about his look that is very Shape of Water-like. Yeah. Uh, but I really, I really dug his look, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm okay that he's not in it because I don't want a different version. I love what uh, Del Toro did. He kind of keeps the same tropes in some of his characters, yeah, uh, like he did with Pan's Labyrinth and Shape of Water. Uh, so essentially, any role that Doug Jones plays, it's essentially the same character, just different painting, which is fantastic anyway. But the thing about it, like, I wasn't worried about what characters were going to be in it. I was worried about who was going to be in it. I needed to know who was going to be Hellboy. Yeah. Who was going to be Brutholm? Who was going to be the villain? Like, were they going to take a character that we all knew from the Hellboy comics, like a huge arcing villain, or were they going to take somebody new? And then we get the announcement that David Harbour of Stranger Things fame, uh, you know, Hopper, was cast as Hellboy. And I know you and I texted each other, and I was like, I don't see it. Uh, He's a big dude. Like, I think he's my height. So I get that we're going to get a mammoth Hellboy. But I was like, he's not buff. Yeah. Like he was, he was like a little doughy in Stranger Things. Yes. But he was great in Stranger Things. So I was like, I was kind of on the fence. Like you can definitely tell that they were like, let's ride high on the Stranger Things stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, Billy, uh, Millie Bobby Brown got cast, uh, cast in like Godzilla, and then Finn was casted in um, it. it. Yeah. And then Gatton's doing fucking Verizon commercials. Yeah. And then we're like, well, there's no love for Hopper. So boom, let's put him in there. And David Harbour gets casted. So when David Harbour gets casted. Where were you? I mean, I was okay with it. Of course, I want a Perlman. 
Yeah. But I get it. You know, they're rebooting it. They- yeah, we, we weren't shocked when Perlman... Like, I think that was the, the overall consensus between between us. Like, we were, we were like, okay, it's not Perlman. It's not the worst casting. Yeah. You know, they could have gotten Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Man, and then they didn't go... Hellboy would, like, have, Hellboy would have sang if it was Jamie Foxx. I like that they didn't go with anyone too big. Like, they didn't go Vin Diesel. Because oh, I think that just would have taken away from the character itself. Ugh. But... I could you honestly, as geeky as Vin Diesel is, I could totally see him in Hellboy, and I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at it. You know who I would have been mad at? Channing Tatum <laughs> or Scott Eastwood. Like they could have went that route. Like honestly, think about it. Any superhero that's out there, they could have. They could go for those two. Yeah, they have the the face and the body type. So you're not surprised that they would be cast. Vin Diesel, I could totally see as Hellboy, and he's got the voice, and he's got the passion. That's the thing. Like Vin Diesel is a geek. You know, we think Vin Diesel as Dom Toretto, but like yeah. I think Vin Diesel as like I have my fucking Dungeons and Dragons tattoo name on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a nerd, and he's about to crush. I think he's going to crush it as Bloodshot. Yeah, and you know I love J- uh, Jason David Frank, but man, Vin Diesel's going to crush it as Bloodshot. I hope so. It, it, oh, I can't wait. I've been following um, Dinesh on uh, Instagram, and you know we uh, Chantel and Sierra talked highly of him when we uh, interviewed them. But like, man, I've been following him on Instagram. He is hyped for it. And I am hyped for it. Uh, I need more time for that Valiant Bloodshot. I can't wait to do a Bloodshot episode. So you were, you're on board with it now. Yeah. And then, like, you know, before Stranger Things, I had no idea who David Harbour was. Likewise. And I thought he sold ceiling fans. <laughs> and then he might have. That'd be I, awesome. God, all. But, they need to make a movie of a ceiling fan salesman. But he's, he's going to be in, uh, you know, Dark Horse. Yep. And it was rumored... That he is joining the cast of Black Widow. Yeah. So that would make Dark Horse, Marvel, and he was in a DC movie. Yeah. Well, he, he wasn't in Suicide Squad, was he? Yes, he was. Okay. He played uh, with... Um, he played Dexter Tolliver. With, uh, what's her name? Um, Amanda Waller. Yeah. And she just uh, is returning. Yep. And you and I talked about it. Um, Idris, our boy Idris, the love of our lives, Idris, yeah. um, our chocolate prince, turned down the role of Deadshot. And he passed on it. He passed on it. But he's going to be in the movie. Bronx Tiger. Okay. I think that's who he's going to be. I said Black Spider. Black Spider would be dope, but you cannot put a mask on that gorgeous face. They put a mask on Will Smith. Th- that They have to. They have to. <laughs> Will Smith, Idris. Idris is the sexiest man, man alive right now, Chuck. You cannot put that mask on that face. Black. I'm going with Black Spider. Okay, I would love it, but I, I'm thinking Bronze t- or Arm Fall Off. It's not going to happen, dude. Stop, stop getting on your high, your soapbox for that. I, I'm thinking Bronze Tiger because he's more recognizable. Okay, and I'm not mad at it. No, I'm not mad at it at all. And as long as it's not like he doesn't get the raw end of the deal, like he kind of did with Heimdall. Yeah, like they, I don't think Marvel knew what they had. No, what, they didn't at the time. Yeah, I mean, he was just like a guy who was standing out, Caroline, yeah. being a bodyguard. But he, uh, you know, we can do. I, I dream about Idris Elba and casting. So. Uh, David Harbour, you're on board. He didn't sell ceiling fans. He's been in three three roles. Uh, who do you think he's going to be in the, the Marvel Black Widow movie? I hate that fucking text message you sent me that people think it's going to be Wolverine. Yeah. I, I would be like, so mad. One, I think they need to go with the younger person. Yeah. Two, he's way too fucking big. And you don't introduce him in Black Widow. Yeah. That's not a segue to the X-Men. Uh, Taskmaster, maybe. That's the one. I told you, man. I texted you and I said, Taskmaster, he was rumored to be the villain a long time ago when this was trying to get off yep. the ground. He fits that world. Yep. And I think David Harbour actually fits that Taskmaster role. 
and it seems like he doesn't care about wearing prosthetics. Yeah. So if he's going to be, if you know, I thought, you know, I think I said uh, Leif Schreiber would have been a good Taskmaster yeah. or Milo Ventimiglia, but uh, I'm on board with David Harbour as Taskmaster. And if he keeps the fucking Hellboy body that he has right now, man, nothing is gonna gonna go down in Hawkins because he's coming <laughs> back jacked Diesel. He's huge for Hellboy. Is that a, is that a lot of prosthetics? Though? I don't know, man. But I hope it's not. I want to applaud that transformation. He's ripped. That might be a lot of prosthetics. Yeah, it probably is. Oh, look, it's like a, <laughs> he's but, probably still doing. Yeah, could you imagine like he just comes to Hawkins and we're like Jesus <laughs> Hopper? What the hell happened to you? One night with Winona Ryder. Jazzercise videos. Yeah, and- man, he's been watching Richard Simmons, and he got just ripped. Oh, man, it'd be so good. But the reason why the, you kind of talked about it with uh, getting a rated R movie and, you know, getting Hellboy off the ground was that Deadpool happened. And uh, because Deadpool happened so, I mean, abruptly, like, it just not abruptly, uh, the word I'm looking for is different. Um, Deadpool happened so fast out of the gate with the leaked footage and, like, yeah. gained so much ground on social media so many other actors went on social media to kind of lobby for their movies to gain some ground, some buzz. One of those actors was Ron Perlman. Uh, we've talked about Ron Perlman and Nauseam on this podcast because we're big fans. And he had played Hellboy in two live action films and he went to Twitter. And he said, let's get Hellboy 3 trending. I think I definitely retweeted it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I retweeted it. And it gained a ton of buzz, like 100 million retweets. And they were like, uh, you know, we're going to go another route. So... Do you think Ron Perlman got the raw deal? Yeah, kind of. Okay. I mean, they did offer it to him, but he turned it down because of Del Toro. Mm-hmm. Or the lack of Del Toro. Is that blind loyalty? Like, you think that's a good decision? I don't know, but it just... I'm telling you, Del Toro needs to cast him in whatever movie he has coming out next. Yeah. I haven't seen Ron Perlman in anything no. in a very long time. I think he does, like, that Crackle show with, uh, I think it's, like, either Snatch or Startup or one of those. He, he like, Del Toro, if he... Turned it down because of Del Toro. Del Toro needs to repay that debt. Yeah. Because that's a big move. This could be a huge payday for Ron Perlman. It could have been. been. Could have been. But, you know, I, I do think because, you know, he lobbied for it and then it was kind of like, oh, we're going to make one, but without you because yeah. you don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of on the on the same fence. Like, I think he, he would have been great as Hellboy and it would have been really good to see him back as, as like as an older fan. Yeah. But... I understand the studio's logic, like I said earlier. It's one of those things that, like, you have to reintroduce the character. Like, you and I know him. Tom knows him. The rest of the the 30-year-old men know him. The 15-year-old kids, 17-year-old kids, they don't know Hellboy at this point. No. And if they do, they know the PG-13 version that was on sci-fi. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a Marvel fan. I don't want to watch this. Or I like Superman. They don't know the, the legacy that Hellboy has and, you know, that those movies were actually pretty goddamn successful that we're going to talk about in a bit yeah uh but we go back to the cast we're jumping around but i want to talk about this cast because uh i was really worried about who they were going to get and they came out swinging they came out with a a pretty solid cast and they also came out with some controversy in the cast too uh regarding two characters so the hellboy reboot like i said is out uh on april 12th the first day of great philadelphia comic-con and will be neil uh directed by neil marshall who I haven't seen anything that he's done other than a couple episodes of Lost in Space, Constantine. He uh, did like The Descent. He did... Um, the Descent was good. Yeah. Uh, it's scary. I've, I've never seen... I know what he's done, but I've never you, done You it. wouldn't like it. And one was like Doomsday something. Yeah, he's done a lot of like apocalyptic horror. Yeah. Uh, and this right <laughs> up his alley. 
Uh, but it will feature a, like I said, a star, uh, like the first two names are huge and we both love them. And this man seems to be doing absolutely everything right now. And I'm so happy you see him as Odin, Mr. Wednesday on American Gods. He's returning to John Wick Parabellum chapter three. And he's got the Deadwood movie coming out. Yes. And that man's name is Ian McShane and he's playing Professor Brutenholm, who is Hellboy's uh, adoptive father and the founder to be PRD. Then we've got Mila, my girl, Lilu from Fifth Element. That's the only. That's my favorite role from her, mainly, yeah. mainly because of the outfit. Uh, Mila Jovovich uh, as Nimu, Nimu, as a Nimu, the Blood Queen, a superpower, power. I'm oh, sorry, a super powerful British sorceress who looks to destroy mankind, and she's described as the Queen of the Underground. Extensive history, yeah. Uh, as far as the the Blood Queen, and the fun thing about um, Mila Jovovich is. She wanted to work on this role, on this movie, after watching Stranger Things and loving David Harbour's oh, character. Oh, really? Yeah, as per IMDb. Um, so, I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt because it may just be a rumor. But if that's the if that's the reason why, it's always cool to see that like some of your favorite actors and actresses mm-hmm. also love your shows yeah. that, like, that they're not involved with. Like I listen to a ton of podcasts with actors and actresses, and they, uh, they always say, like, I don't watch anything. I don't have time to watch anything. I don't watch my friends in anything. And like, you're missing out on so much. And yeah. I get like their schedules are insane, mm-hmm. but but you ha- need that downtime. And yeah, and you need something. Yeah, you need the release, and you also need to research. Uh, you need to know if if I'm an actor, I need to know what's popping right now in Hollywood and like what tropes are working because maybe the tropes that I use aren't popular anymore. Yeah. So that, you know, I'm glad to see that. Then we got Sasha Lane. Um, I don't really know Sasha Lane. No, I've recognized her, but I've never seen anything she did. Um, and she uh, is playing Alice Monaghan, who is traditionally a redheaded Irish woman uh, who has gained magical powers after being kidnapped by fairies. Yeah. And this is um, one of the controversial mm-hmm. castings uh, because Sasha Lane is, uh, is black. And uh, a lot of people were pissed off about that. Um, probably the comic skaters. Yeah. Who um, are not on board with any fucking changes. Um, and I, I listen, you can be black and Irish. It does. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, Eddie Griffin made a movie, Black Irish. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for thank you for that. Maybe that's going to be your next box office flashback. <laughs> but you know, I'm on, like it. So just shows where like the comic book community is because this this was a hypocritical move for the the Hellboy franchise because yeah. oh you're casting the black woman as an Irish a redheaded Irish woman who the fuck cares? But then they applaud an actor like Ed Skrein who says. You know what? I don't want this job because it's an Asian American casting. Yes. And turns down a role that goes to Daniel Day Kim. Yes. Uh, who is playing Ben Diamo, a BP, uh, BPRD agent who is able to turn into a Jaguar after Supernatural Encounter, which yeah. is fucking awesome. Uh, and Ben first appeared in uh, BPRD, The Dead Number One. And it just shows how hypocritical we could be, yep. where, you know, we applaud Ed for turning down this role. And giving Daniel Day Kim this role. Like, not essentially giving it to him, but opening it up for comic book accuracy. Yeah, he was like, hey, you know. Because he didn't he didn't really know anything. So he was casting. He yeah. was like, of course, I'll, I'll do this movie. And then a lot of people were like, oh, you know, it's his, an Asian-American yep. character. And he was like, no, fuck it. And it was like, after a day, he turned it down. Or maybe that same day. And he was like, I don't want to do it because I don't want to whitewash this movie. Yes. And I'll, like this could have been, again, a huge payday for Ed Skrein. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw him in Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool. He was great in that. And he said, you know what? I don't want to do it. Applaud. Clap of hands, right? 
Sasha Lane gets cast, they're like, oh, you should turn it down. No, no, you shouldn't turn it down. You were cast in this role, and if you don't want to turn it down, and they want to go a different direction direction with a character, go with that. Yeah. You know, it didn't say, like, I'm sure when it ca- when the casting call went out, they didn't say, looking for the Wendy's mascot <laughs> to come up and apply and to audition for this role. They probably opened it up to women of all ethnicities to do this. If she can do an Irish accent and they're trying to stay true to the comics, boom, you got your you got your Alice Monahan. Yeah. Don't make a big deal about it. It is like I applaud Edge Green or Edge Grind, and I'm happy for Sasha Lane. Congratulations yeah. on your role. I'm not gonna change the movie for me. That's a character I don't even know. No. So it's just like who are they, like three people who know the character are probably like, one contingency of Ireland is met. It's probably like the Northern <laughs> Ireland are like, oh my God, that could have been another ginger actress. That could have been Rose Leslie. And <laughs> that w- would have been a great casting. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. If they were going with the tr- comic book tradition, I would have gone with Rose Leslie. But yeah. uh, the last one that we're going to talk about, uh, and I'm saving him for last, is Thomas Hayden Church playing Lobster Johnson. Yeah. Uh, and Lobster Johnson, uh, I, I don't know much about him, but I love him, uh, is a vigilante with a reputation for violence, like killing and branding mobsters. Which is with his signature lobster claw logo, yeah. uh, and lobster, and he burns it right on their head yep. with his hand, which is awesome. And Lobster Johnson debuted in Hellboy, Box of Evil number one. So that casting of everybody, yeah. Um, what do you think about the cast? I love it, and I want to go back to Lobster Johnson. Yeah, go back to it. So uh, what I like about Lobster Johnson, he's very pulp serial like. Yeah, like he's very he's Spider- Phantom. He's Spider Man Noir. Yeah, with a lobster logo. His look. Oh my god, it's great! That that's exact. He looks like Spider Man Noir yeah. in blue, mm-hmm. in blue. Yeah, and you know, you can definitely tell that Mike Mignola loves the Noir period. Yes, the Gotham by Gaslight stuff. You know, he's he's really big like that. So he's like Lobster Johnson. I love from like Ian McShane. I fucking love. Yeah, he's crushing it in uh, American Gods. I love him in um, John Wick. Mila, we know where I stand with her. I think she's gorgeous. So oh, anything that she, she looks great. In yeah, this. she's beautiful. Um, she and just in general, she's beautiful. Uh, and having her in this movie and in the comic book uh, world opens it up for more castings in Marvel mm-hmm. and DC. And maybe she can just stay in this. Maybe they don't kill her and she stays yeah. in this. And because she's done with the Resident Evils now. Yeah, um, maybe. Who knows what they're what they're doing there? Um, Sasha Lane, I don't know much about her, but I'm congratulating her on her role. Daniel Day Kim, isn't he from like um, Lost? Isn't he from another? Like Magnum PI or Lost, something. Lost Hawaii Five there it is. With, and he played a uh, short stint in The Good Doctor. So he is the the saving grace of Hawaii Five yeah. because it's certainly not um, Scott Con. <laughs> so I, I'm happy for him, and he seems to be uh, from what I've seen, he's badass. Uh, and yeah. especially in this trailer and like a couple trailers that came out, like mm-hmm. he looks awesome. And the Jaguar looks ridiculous. Well, in the first one, they didn't really show anything they yeah. just showed him and he's got that mangled face mm-hmm. and then the second was very jaguar yeah heavy. they they were like okay let's put david harbour yeah. in a jaguar and ben as a jaguar yeah and boom you're good they could double the jaguar the car is missing an opportunity with sponsoring this movie and then finally thomas hayden church i like thomas hayden church a little frustrated with the casting to be honest with you uh because i was hoping for a younger casting so i get more lobster johnson like like a spinoff. Like I would like a Lobster Johnson movie. I mean, Lobster Johnson. Like I don't know because he was originally like a 1930s pulp serial. Yeah. Like, so is he just ageless or 
or is he just an old, out of shape? <laughs> like, you know, I like Thomas Hayden Church, but I was hoping that like they're. Just, it kind of shows me that they're they're not focusing on Lobster Johnson. He's yeah. maybe the Hawkeye of the group. We haven't seen anything. No, I no haven't. Footage, no stills, nothing. And he honestly, he's got the easiest costume <laughs> to get right. So if they mess up on this, I'm going to be so frustrated because Hellboy, which could be a very hard costume, they have completely hit their mark yeah amazing and then they even they had the fucking crown on him yeah which is awesome even ben diamo yeah like his look is good he's got the scars and the missing flesh from his yeah. face like if they messed up on that like it, you know if mike yeah. mignola messes up on the costuming i'm like oh come on dude what <laughs> you, are you created what it. are you trying to do they can mess up anybody's face yeah. i saw i watched the walking dead you know <laughs> I, I watched it i know so let's go to the movie the premise the story the footage this movie will see Hellboy and his closest allies battle an undead sorceress who has the intention of destroying the world. This movie will also be based on the Wild Hunt and the Storm of the Fury storylines. Based on that brief sentence yeah. synopsis that, you know, all these websites give you. What do you think about the story? You know, I don't know those comics, but it seems really cool. I like the idea of the Blood Queen. Yeah. And, you know, we get a female villain that we haven't seen in the Hellboy movies yet. So that's really cool. Yeah, who was the villains in the first two? Uh, Rasputin. Yeah. And Lucas Goss. Yeah. Who played, he was uh, Prince Nimu or Nimun or something like that. Think about it. Prince Nimu. Who are we getting now? Nimu, the blood queen. Yeah, it's something like that. So it's, it's very similar. Okay, cool. But he played some kind of like elvish yeah. warrior. But that was they were your villains. So it was like violent Legolas. Yeah. And just pale. Yeah. It was like powder and Legolas had a baby. God, could you imagine? Oh, it's a hideous child. Oh. Oh. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> you like the story? I do. Yes, yeah, so it do I. I think it's just a, it's a good fresh story. Yep. It um it ensue it just shows you that, like there's going to be a lot of action. There's not going to be a lot of uh character development in my mind. I feel like we're going to get a lot of action. Yeah. And it's a two hour time uh. Runtime. That's normal for an action movie. And it's normal for a superhero movie now, yeah. uh, unless you're the Avengers and you want to go out three hours and 58 seconds. You see that? That's what they said. Yeah, three hours and like two minutes. Nope. They confirmed it on Friday. Three hours and 58 seconds. You have to get every last second of that. The last one is probably just the screen di- dissolving into dust. Yeah. Like, just like, oh, yeah, we're done. But um, I'm on board with it, man. The the footage, the footage that's out now, um, I have, I'm not going to watch the new trailer. I'm not going to watch any more TV spots. I have not watched the new Avengers trailer. No, I haven't either. Uh, they said that there's 26% more footage in it, and I'm not watching it because we are three weeks away, and I do not want to be spoiled in anything. But um, the footage for Hellboy, man, amazing. Yeah, it, 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 kind, it kind of puts the last two to shame yeah. a little bit. And you know what? It I was watching, and I'm like, it looks like the first one was good, and then the second trailer, I was like, they're putting a lot of footage in here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to see it anymore. And I don't know if they're putting a lot in. I think it's just recut. Like, we're getting different angles. I don't know, but like like we were saying, we didn't see anything of the Jaguar in the first one. Yeah. But we still haven't seen LJ. No. LBJ. Lobster Johnson. We haven't seen him yet. And I'm good. Maybe maybe we have seen him. I just haven't been paying attention. But I'm glad we haven't seen him. And maybe they're just giving you pieces of different scenes, just cut in different ways. But you're right. There are a lot of of footage coming out. And it's a reboot, so you got to kind of stay fresh, and you don't want to be mm-hmm. spoiled. But while this movie is a reboot, Chuck, it has also it also has big shoes to fill with yeah. the 2004 Hellboy, Hellboy 2: The Golden Army, 
Hellboy in 2004 opened to 23.1 million. Yeah. And uh, grossed 99 million, while the Golden Army opened to 34.5 million and grossed 160 million. You don't really see that in sequels doing better than their predecessor. Yeah. And Hellboy was on the incline. Uh, we usually like with Pacific Rim was on the decline. Hellboy was on the incline. And we don't like we didn't get that trilogy, which kind of sucks. But what do you expect for this movie? Are you going to say I want a strong origin story? I, I you don't have my notes. Strong origin story. No, in my notes I have I don't want an origin story. I know we see a little bit of it, but I know about Hellboy. I know there's fans that don't. But from the second trailer, we do see a little bit of the origin. Yeah, story. you're going to be disappointed because it's a reboot, so yeah. we're definitely getting an origin story. I want a lot of action. Yeah, and I want blood because it's rated R. But you get blood in. I got there was blood in Homeward Bound. That shit was you know, rated G when but, the when the quills got in the the little terriers. But face. but I want I want a lot of action and then like I said I you know rated R. I want a, I want a little bloodier scene. But oh, there's gonna be the, the character the villain's name is the Blood Queen. Yeah, we are getting bloody scenes. I'm imagining beheadings constantly. But what I don't want is I want I don't want unnecessary gore for the sake of having gore so you don't want like somebody getting like a mortal combat fatality like lobster johnson just pulling somebody's head off and the spinal cavity you know what out. i don't want i don't want the head blown up in punisher war zone <laughs> when they're sitting at the table and they blow the guy's head off and blood and brains are everywhere for they did that for the sake of we could do it oh it's rated r i feel like this is gonna happen it's, it's gonna happen you're gonna get a lot of <laughs> gratuitous violence but no like there's going to be violence and there's going to be blood and that's what i want to see but i just don't want like re- unnecessary just for the sake of it i feel like if you were seeing this in 3d you need to wear a smock that's how much blood's going to be in this movie because when it's when gonna you, be gonna be dirty when you force unnecessary gore and stuff like that for the sake of doing it it becomes cheesy i don't know i don't think that this has the I don't think it's going to be unnecessary in this. It's the end of the world and you're fighting demons. Yeah. So it's going to be like green blood, blue blood, to be like all these weird bloods. So it's not, I don't think it's going to be over the top. It's going to be over the top, but not in a bad way because yeah. your character is a half demon succubus. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that you're going to get that crazy stuff. I just expect for a good story. Like just make this movie fun because it, it does teeter on the line of being start of a great new universe and a dud. Um, based on what we saw with Hellboy, David Harbour looks fantastic as Hellboy. We haven't seen Hellboy with the horns in so long, and we haven't seen Hellboy with the crown. I mean, they actually incorporated the crown, which is his name. Like, that's his name. His name is the crown uh, flames will sit on. uh, I mean, they did that in the first one. Yeah, but we. when was the last time you saw it? 2004. 15 years ago. Yep. Right? So, you know Hellboy. I know Hellboy. But again, it's a reboot, so you're getting that origin story. You're gonna you're gonna get an origin story on him, a little bit of uh, you know Trevor. You're gonna get an origin story on everybody because they're gonna be piecing them together. But it's not gonna be like an hour and a half of origin story and half hour of fighting. Mm-hmm. That's that'd be stupid. And I think that they know a little bit better. So because it's on that fence of dud, new new great universe starting. Where do you think it's gonna? Where, which side do you think it's gonna fall? On? I really had a tough time with this question mm-hmm. because. I'm torn because when you reboot a popular series, mm-hmm. it's tough. It's got expect it's got expectations, and you know what I mean. Like when the first Hellboy came out, no one, a lot of people didn't know what it was. In movie standards, it didn't make a ton of money, but it had critical success for an unknown property. It made good money. It wasn't a dud. It made its no, budget. It, it wasn't a dud yeah, at all. It, it made thirty million more than what the budget was for the first one. Yeah, and. But it, it received almost kind of like cult status. Yeah. 
and for have a big fan base like that to reboot it, it's going to be tough. So they really need to come out of the gate strong. Yeah. And I'm really torn because it could go either way. I think it's going to be great. Uh, I think the Rotten Tomatoes score is going to suffer. Yes. Uh, because this is a franchise that uh, doesn't serve well with critics. It's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit of comedy, a little bit of violence, a little bit of horror. And that really doesn't resonate well with all these old men that are you know, critiquing these movies. I mean, movies. the first two movies were 81% Rotten yeah. Tomatoes and 84%. But it's a PG-13. Yes. Yeah, this is going to be a little tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, it it came out at a good time because Shazam's going to be in its second week. People are going to have seen it. Uh, Pet Cemetery will also be in its second week. Um, and so, you know, it's not going up against them directly because, like, they're not coming out on the same day. Yeah. So it's going to succeed because of the tailwind because, that, you know, Shazam made a lot of money because we saw it, like, two, two or three weeks ago. So a lot of people have seen it then. The thing over there, Shazam's going to crush it. Shazam's going to make a lot of money yeah. going forward, and Pet Cemetery is going to make a lot of money. I think this is going to be a great start because, to counterpoint what you said, you know we know Hellboy, and it, if it is a cult status, that means the cult people are going to go see it to see if it lives up to expectations. But it's also a new franchise to a majority of moviegoers, so those people are going to be interested by it because they're like, oh wait, there's a lot of buzz for this online because it's cult status, quote unquote. I'm going to go see what it's all about. So it's going to intrigue the kids. It's a, you know, they know David Harbour, so they're cashing in on that. They know Mila Jovovich, so they're cashing in on that. I think it's a, it's going to be a good play. It's not going to make billions of dollars. This is no. not a billion-dollar franchise. And if it is, then congratulations. But I don't think it's a billion-dollar franchise. I think that this is going to make its budget. It's going to be better than, like, Power Rangers. Yeah. It's going to be better than Pacific Rim. It's going to be uh, better than uh, Valerian. I think it's going to be a good start to the Dark Horse comics. That's I just my thought, because think about where the the world is now. Like Netflix is crushing it with new properties. Mm-hmm. So, Chilling Tales of Sabrina comes out. People fucking love that, right? It's huge. Everybody got a second part immediately. Yeah. Umbrella Academy. Nobody knew that. Nobody had any idea what that was. Got a second season immediately. Hellboy's right along those lines. We'll go out there and we'll say, all right, this is a, a new property. Or if you like the devil, I mean the satanic. Community is going to be out in full force. <laughs> it's going to be all black in the theaters, and I'm for it. I'm I'm for it. So I'm on board with it being a great start to the Hellboy franchise. I wouldn't be like, oh, we're going to make a whole universe. Get ready for Abe Sapien solo movie. Yeah. Or Liz Sherman. Let's get ready for all these movies. I don't think that's the way to go. I think you do Hellboy. Let it ride out. Three years, you do Hellboy 2. Then you do BPRD, if that's yeah. how you want to do it. Or BRP, whatever fuck it is. BPRD. Speaking of BPRD, if you're the brains behind the Hellboy franchise, any characters you'd want to bring in to join the BPRD, or who would you make the villain? Yes. So, I want to bring back Abe Sapien. Yep. Of course. He's on my list. Um, Dougie Jones, you bring him back? Yeah. They offered him a cameo. Couldn't do it because he was doing salu- um, yeah. STD. And then... Um, Panya, the ageless mummy. Yeah. That would be really cool. It'd be Johnny Depp. Yeah. Or, honestly, it could be Keith Richards. <laughs> and then uh, Ted Howards, who is a warrior who wields a Hiberian sword. Yes. Which is a Hiberian sword is uh, the golden people of Hiberia were the first race of man. Yeah. So that's, that's going to, that would have to spin off into its own universe. When me doing my research, yeah. I picture David Batista. Oh my god, he's getting cast in everything. 
Yeah. Everything. And I, then he fits. He kind of has that kind like Hellboy has a comedic tone to it. Yeah. And even in the trailer, David Harbour has this comedic mm-hmm. tone. Dave Batista fits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dave Batista fits in a lot of roles. He fits in a lot of these shoes. So that's who you want. Who's the villain? Now, I don't think this could be a major villain. Okay. But I could see it in... Um, the Crawl Daddy. No. <laughs> what is that? Lobster Johnson's... Uh, <laughs> Main nemesis. But this character, I can see, like, in the beginning of the second movie, he's battling this creature, and, you know, he beats it and then goes... The Baba Yaga. Oh, my God. If I hear that fucking word one more goddamn time, I hear it. It's in everything now. John Wick gets called the Baba Yaga (laughs) twice, and it's in Deadly Class. It's in Legends of Tomorrow. They just brought it back up in Legends of Tomorrow. Now, she is in the Hellboy lore. I know the Baba Yaga is in everybody's lore. As long, You know what? I'll take the Baba Yaga as long as it's not accompanied by the Baba Duke. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll be okay. Her first appearance was in Hellboy, Wake the Devil number five. Well, that's the thing. Like, Mignola takes all these. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I'd like to see Hellboy fight the Jersey Devil. If this fucking takes place in Jersey, BPRD is stationed in Jersey. The Jersey Devil fits. Kind of like you're on my turf. Yeah. I'm, I'm the devil of Jersey. I hope you he can't ha- be here. I hope the Jersey Devil has a whole posse. Like, possum posses that are just coming out there like all gnarly possums. Beavers just fucking like treat cats. Just out there fighting. I mean... I'm, I'm on board with it. I'm I mean, board. Hellboy does love cats. Yeah. And you love cats. Uh, yeah, I'm essentially Hellboy. Yeah. I'm growing my horns while I'm turning into that guy. But yeah, the Baba Yaga, because it's, you know, Mignola's take is an updated version of the Russian mythology. Yeah. And she lives in a house with chicken likes. Yeah. Who are you going to cast as the Baba Yaga? Got the Bates? <laughs> I don't know a lot of Russian actresses. I'm thinking Angelica Houston. Oh, Jesus. What about um, Yvonne Stravosky? That sounds Russian. She does. Right. But Angela can use it. She's doing something coming up. Yeah. What about Glenn Close? Yeah, I could see. I was thinking Glenn Close. Yeah. I don't know. You know who it won't be? Who's that uh, old Helen Mirren? Yeah. Because she just came out and said, fuck Netflix. You hear about that? No. She's not a fan of Netflix. Really? Yeah. Who, who cares? She's I've like seen her. Idiot. Yeah. She's not going to die soon. Um, for me, you know, it's the same thing. I'd like to see Abe Sabian back, obviously, because he's a familiar face. I like to see Liz Sherman back. I thought she was fucking dope. Yeah. I like uh, like the character development. But I just want a new character that does can separate itself from the the Ron Perlman universe. Yeah. Because if you keep bringing back Liz and Abe, you're kind of retreading. And you're, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, what separates us? So bring back somebody new. Uh, in terms of villain, I don't want Rasputin. I want him to be involved somehow. Uh, the Rasputin lore, just yeah. the Rasputin as a person, mm-hmm. was wild. Yes. And I would like Rasputin... To be involved in this movie too, like be the secret scene, be like, "Up, oh, I'm back," and he's got like a fucking black metal death cult that follows him. But that kind of like just goes back on what you just said because he was in the first Hellboy. But that's his main foe. Yeah, you know, you have to bring him in. You know, I want him like don't be like forefront. I want him to be the the puppet master. Yeah, and the amuse part of his group, and you know, the homunculus can come in there, and the living mummy, and all these fucking guys. He could turn them. And then Rasputin comes in and he sends out like Rasputin could be Shredder and he could have the foot soldiers would be just fucking goth kids, like zombie goth kids and like pop punk bands. I'd fucking be on board with that. Everybody who shops at Hot Topic is the member of Rasputin's cult. Yeah. That's his center. That's his lair. I mean. Oh, my God. What if. Oh, think about it. Rasputin. Scoot McNary. Hot Topic manager. Goes in. It sleeps at Hot Topic. Goes in the back. Summons demons from the stock room. 
Where did Scoot McNary came from? He's just a creepy actor. Or Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Clint Howard as Rasputin. Speaking of Clint Howard, you also dropped Bob that you'd pay $500 to meet Clint Howard earlier. I totally would. That is insane. That's half my rent. You you drop on Clint Howard. And I can say that because my wife doesn't listen to this episode. Fucking ridiculous. She doesn't listen to our podcast. Way to support us. But that's that's it. That's Hellboy. Um, Does it win its week? Yes. Rotten or not rotten? Rotten. All right. You're gonna go. You, when are you gonna see it? Easter? Is that your Easter Sunday movie? You know what I'm thinking because I have off Good Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's your. <laughs> what says Good Friday more than Hellboy? What says the resurrection of Jesus Christ like a half demon battling spirits? Yeah. Fuck yeah, man! That's that's the most metal movie to see on Easter. It's better than The Passion, and it's sure better than Ten Commandments. So I would go and see it. I'm pumped to see it. I think it's gonna it's gonna win its week. I think it's gonna be um, I think it's gonna be like below a fifty as far as yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, which sucks. But I think it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna go see it, and um, I'm gonna go see it right before Great Philadelphia Comic Con. I was thinking seeing that Friday. Yeah, maybe. I'm pumped. And uh, you know, if you're at Great Philadelphia Comic Con, you can let me know what you thought of Hellboy because I'm gonna be there. Chuck's gonna be there. Tom's gonna be there. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to the first four minutes of our mm-hmm. podcast, and then we can go from there. But we are at that time, Chuck. We are signing out with our last ten minutes of plugs because we are ever growing as a as a little podcast network. But if you like this podcast, you can follow us on all of our social medias. We're Active Geek underscore on Twitter, the Active Geek on Instagram, Active Geek Podcast on Facebook. Chuck has a podcast, the Box Office Flashback Podcast, which is available on Facebook and Twitter. He's on face or he's on Twitter or you know, God damn it. He's on Instagram as Chuck underscore the active geek. We have our resident cosplayer. AG cosplay. And we have a variety of other shows on the network like Galaxy Wars podcast releasing every Monday. Binks in the Beards podcast. I'm probably going to be recording a New York episode and a a Great Philadelphia Comic Con episode. All three of us are going to, like all three podcasts are going to be doing a Great Philadelphia Comic Con. All four. Yeah, Are you doing, you're reviewing it on your podcast? Probably not. Probably not because you're already post-dated. Yeah. 17 weeks in advance. Uh, but all three of our major podcasts are going to be doing um, a review. Our newer podcast, Box Office Flashback, we'll uh, maybe do it next year, do some groundwork and get some interviews. And um, yeah, follow us there. Follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, go to our website, activegeekproductions.com. We have a Patreon. We have a phone number somewhere. Go back in our old episodes and call us. We got a lot of uh, messages. Really? A lot of them. I have to play them soon. Um, and then just uh, go see Hellboy. Let us know where, where, what you thought of it. And we'll be back next week with, um, we might do a Game of Thrones revisit where we talk about uh, our thoughts on the season leading up to the final season. Or we might do a Mortal Kombat fan cast. Who the fuck knows what we're going to do next week. <laughs> uh, but next week we're definitely going to be talking about uh, our um, time at Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Yes. So for the Active Geek Podcast, I am Jim. I am Chuck. And we are out.